This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome, one and all, to the shit show that is the Low Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lo Von Arumpf. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. This is a good place. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm sitting here, got my little comfy on. Do you know what a comfy is? Have you worn one before? I love them. They're so good. It's basically a Snuggie. I don't know if the companies are affiliated Snuggie and Comfy, but anyway, this isn't an ad or promotion. Like, I'm not getting paid for shit. I just love uh, my comfy. It's basically an oversized blanket that has sleeves, a hood, and just makes you feel like you're in a little cocoon, a little hot pocket, if you will. Oh, just nice and toasty. I got it off of Amazon. It's like 30 bucks. And I was watching Shark Tank. They were promoting it on there. And sometimes you find some great products on Shark Tank, like the Scrub Daddy thing. So anyway, ordered my comfy. Best $30 I've spent in a long time. So I got that on. I'm drinking my matcha tea latte. I'm an iced coffee guy. You know, I love the iced coffees. It's my ride or die, my tried and true. I'm always down for a delicious iced coffee, splash of almond milk. But sometimes, very rare, but sometimes I like to switch it up with a warm beverage. And if I am going to go the hot route, I go with matcha green tea lattes. Oh, they're so nice. I got it at the Asian market. It's called 99 Ranch. So I usually shop at like Vallarta Market, which is like a market for Mexicanos. They have all the delicious Latin foods and stuff that I love so much. But sometimes I like to change it up, go for the 99 Ranch, hang out with my Asian brothers and sisters, and try some funky foods I've never had before. Sometimes I find stuff that's delicious and like mind-blowing. Other times I'm like, what the hell did I just eat? I'm about to vom. But you never know what you're going to get. Anyway, I got my matcha green tea latte with almond milk just sitting here. And then on the other side of me, I got my precious little dookie and he's on cloud nine. Literally, I got this heated blanket for him. So it's just like he's on this cloud of warmth. Oh, he's so cute. Listen to little dookie snoring like a human. Oh, my little dookie's just snoring like a little man. So I was on this Zoom meeting for this magazine shit I have coming up and the producer on the Zoom meeting, he goes, uh, excuse me, is there a guy snoring next to you? It's just really distracting. Like, what's going on? Like, he was all irritated. And I'm like, oh, sorry, that's little dookie booty, my pug. Uh, but sometimes he snores really loud and it sounds like a full-blown human sleeping next to me, which uh, the sounds of dookie snores, like if you have a, a pug or a French bulldogs, I think any dog that doesn't have much of a snout, um, more flat face, they let out more snores. Anyway, that's like waves crashing on the ocean for me at this point. So now if I date someone and they snore, I'm like, that's okay. I love your snore. It reminds me of my little dookie. I'm used to it at this point. Like I actually need the sound of snoring to fall asleep because dookie sleeps next to me every night. But anyway, yes, yeah, so I just feel like I'm in a Zen place right now. Feels good. Drinking my latte, got a little dookie on his warm cloud and life is good right now. So I hope you're having a wonderful week. But if you're not having a good week, well, don't you worry, boo-boo. You've come to the right place. Got a great show in store for you today. So I want to introduce you to one of my best friends, Jordan Wagner. I love this podcast because I get the opportunity to introduce you guys to people that I love and care about so much in life, people who have, you know, affected me, shaped me, 
impacted my life in positive ways. And yeah, getting to share them with you is the best. So Jordan Wagner is one of those people. And he actually reminds me so much of Jason Tardick, who you guys know and love. But Jason quickly became one of my best friends. I absolutely adore him. Jordan and Jason, they've never met, but two peas in a pod, like the two J's in my life, they would totally hit it off if they actually did meet because they have a lot of similar personality traits. I met Jordan about eight to 10 years ago. We hit it off instantly, boom, and just like that, instantly close. And we've been close homies, best friends ever since. I love that Jordan and I became friends because we are so polar opposite. We come from different lives. We were raised completely differently. I mean, Jordan is a pastor's kid. He comes from a family of pastors. His mom and dad, they started a really successful church in Los Angeles, and he grew up in that whole world. He's also an entrepreneur, which I guess I relate to. We have a lot of common interests as well, like entrepreneurship and things. But, but the way our upbringing was and you know, his life experiences and mine are very different. Uh, but we find common ground, and I've learned a lot from him, and, and he's learned from me, and, and this incredible familial relationship happened, and I, I view him like a brother. I mean, really, I don't have siblings, so Jordan Wagner quickly became, you know, if we were talking about, like, MySpace days, he'd definitely be in my top eight. Let's just put it that way. So I wanted to bring him on the podcast today because I'm always interested in Jordan's perspective, and and today, specifically, we're doing an episode on unpopular opinions. And oh, there's so many of them out there. Unpopular opinions, you know what I mean. Like an example, unpopular opinion, Chick-fil-A fries aren't really that great. That's right. I said it. I know. I'm sure a lot of you disagree because people love Chick-fil-A. They love their fries. I'm a big fan of Chick-fil-A too. But when it comes to the fries, maybe I've just had some bad fries from Chick-fil-A. Got to give them another chance, but I've given them many a chances. And they're always a little soggy. It weirds me out that they're like white, like they don't look toasted and crispy. They're always kind of like a pale, like raw potato looking. I don't know. I'm just not into them. But people talk them fries up like they're the best fries they've ever had. And I'm not feeling them. That's all I'm saying. I'll stick to the chicken sandwiches. Those are great. Like all the dipping sauces. Awesome. But their fries, two out of 10, not passing grade. So Speaking on that, unpopular opinions, I decided to do an episode with Jordan and we're talking about unpopular opinions from the low lifers. So you guys submitted your unpopular opinions to Instagram for me to bring up on the pod today that you might agree or disagree with. I'm curious what you think when it comes to Beyonce, relationships, dating and uh, Christianity. Oh, yes, we touch on it all. Speaking of Christianity, I loved hearing his thoughts and perspectives in the world of Christianity because he's so well versed in that world. So we touch on that. And then, of course, we had to talk about Alan versus Pharaoh because Jordan is my binge show buddy. Like he's the guy. If there's a good show, like I'm about to watch it with Jordan because we'll talk about it. We always shoot the shit and we like give our opinions and thoughts. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree. But there's always respect there. And I think that's something I love in all my friends that we all come from different walks of life. We all have different thoughts and opinions and perspectives. But we can talk about it and respect each other and learn from each other. I think that's a beautiful thing. So I'm hoping you get a little bit of that from that episode. And hopefully you don't hate me too much for my unpopular opinions. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Low Life Podcast, Mr. Jordan Wagner. Boom. Welcome, Jordan. 
Thank you. What an honor to be on this show, man. I've just been uh, listening to this show ever since we got it started. And it's been a dream to come on, to be honest. Have you really been a listener? I mean, I I just never thought you were really going to invite me to come on the show, to be honest. I thought I'd be a little (laughs) bit more famous, you know, uh, you know, work in entertainment more. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, wow, it's just an honor to be here. Jordan, first of all, how dare you think you wouldn't be a guest? You're the most important guest. One of the most. I'm glad that I get to share some of my closest friends and family with my low life listeners. Like the low lifers get to hear all of the people that like have seriously impacted my life. Yep. You've been my friend going on a decade. I think so. At least 10 years, right? It's Maybe. At least 10 yeah. years. You're one of my oldest friends in Los Angeles and we've stayed close. Yeah. For a solid decade. We've been through a lot of stuff together, Seriously, uh, which is crazy in retrospect to think about everything we've gone through. But it's so nice to be able to not have, we've gone through so much, but now we're sitting through a pandemic and we got through that together. Which we is really great. Did. We were like quarantine buddies right out the gate. You know, we didn't know how it was two weeks to curve mm-hmm. or whatever, and then uh, turned into a little bit longer than that. But I remember you were like kind of roommate staying here with me for a couple of weeks because we were like, yeah. are we going to watch movies Four all weeks. day? Like, what are we going to do? And then uh, it just was a lot longer than we thought. So yeah, about a year longer <laughs> yeah, exactly. than we thought. Well, then, so I spent my four weeks here, which mm-hmm. was great. And then I went, Jason and Caitlin came into town to do Dancing with the Stars. And then I did a few months there. And then Jason took off. And Caitlin, of course, and then and now I'm back in the arms of Jordan Wagner. Couldn't be happier. (laughs) Couldn't be happier. (laughs) All right. So I had an idea for today's episode. I feel like I want to dive into the entrepreneur waters with you and talk about business. That's one side of you that I'm obsessed with. And I love that part of your personality. And you've built such great businesses. But here at the Low Life Podcast today, I thought we could take a little detour and just go in a different direction. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to do like unpopular opinions. It's something I see all the time on YouTube. I crack up seeing those type of videos of unpopular opinions. And I just thought, why not do it on the Low Life Podcast? And then I, I remember I sent in like on the, you could do on Instagram questions and answers. And I said, what do you guys want to hear about? And you Low Lifers came through and you said, we want unpopular opinions episode well i thought if i'm gonna dive into those waters with anyone it would be you because cheers to that you know i'm gonna have a little step (laughs) speaking of unpopular opinions does anyone else put ice in their red Mm. wine or white wine i mean that's a low signature move and i really that might be unpopular i don't know we got to figure that out i think it's people look at putting ice in your glass is tacky especially if it's a good wine yeah especially when we're buying you know hundred dollar bottles like this and this is you're just gonna (laughs) (laughs) 14.99 we're going with so my favorite wine is oyster bay Mm. soft blanc twist off lid quick easy get it at your local vons it's delicious. Yep. Um, this one, I don't know, Marie Howard. I don't have any of Caitlin's wine. I usually I'm only drinking Spade and Sparrows, even though my favorite wine is um, Sauve Blanc. She doesn't make a Sauvignon Blanc right. yet. But anyway, I love ice in my freaking wine. I, don't, I can't drink warm wine. It makes me sleepy. No, I get it. You really turned me on to it, to be honest. It really? was an unpopular opinion until I think you kind of you know started doing it all the time. And then I now I don't I always put ice in it. I got to keep it cold. Your, do you put ice in your red, too? You know, only when you're around, okay. you know, just to kind of like do <laughs> it. You, but, comfortable. But, yeah. But ice now in my red and my white wine is like a given. You know, you got to make it cold. It's frozen like cocktail, grapes. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Frozen mm-hmm. grapes in the wine. Next. Oh, freaking. that's even better. But I, I had the low lifers come through and send in unpopular opinions. And can I just say you guys really showed up with the freaking unpopular ones? Wow. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen some of them, um, but I had my producer send me a bunch of them. So. We're going to jump into unpopular opinion. Let's do it. Here we go. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? (sighs) Jordan, all of your answers. 
cannot be used against you. This is a safe place. So just say whatever you feel, Jordan. All right. So how does this work? You say this unpopular opinion. I'm going to say, I, an unpo- I'm going to read an unpopular opinion from the low life listeners. And then we're just going to see if we agree or disagree with it. Sounds easy. If you guys hear like a weird grumbling or eating noise or that sneezing <laughs> noise, uh, Jordan has, what is this dog? A Sharpay. It's yeah, like a, a Chinese really cute, fighting he sneezes dog. and stuff sometimes. They're you know? covered in folds. I love Sharpays. I love their little smushy faces. And they're so loyal. You know, I love them. Extremely loyal dogs. Okay, let's jump into it. First things first, unpopular opinion. This comes from uh, Michael in New Mexico. Chipotle is nasty. You know what? I kind of got to agree with Michael on this one, you know, wow. especially really. I mean, here's the I, I would say their chips and guac salsa. Awesome. Like that I could go for all day long, but their chicken. I don't know what, what's happened over the last couple of years, but I just feel like they've downgraded in quality. It's so I kind of got to agree with Michael. I could not disagree <laughs> more. I, I love Chipotle. What, I do, have, what do you get there usually? I get a burrito bowl. Yep. Now they have cauliflower rice. It's not that great. Okay. It's not that great, but I'll do it because I feel a little healthier with a, it's a less carb option, but I'll do brown rice, black beans, chicken, double chicken. If I'm feeling like I got money in the bank, Okay. some fajitas. I like the vegetables, little guacamole, pico de gallo, the like chunky salsa, yep. cheese, lettuce, guacamole, not on top, on the side. Like and if then, I'm desperate, I'll totally go for some Chipotle. But if I have options, I'm going with Sharky's all day long. Oh, see, Sharky's isn't like a big chain though around the country, is it? Okay, that's true. That's true. That's an LA thing. Sharky's is fantastic. Right. It's all like organic, clean. It's like clean Mexican. I feel like once Chipotle kind of got big, they just started like lowering the quality of their chicken and it really, they sure did. It just, it just changed me. I mean, I couldn't really go back. Wow. Wait, you don't eat Chipotle anymore? Uh, If I do, I only get like, I get like a veggie burrito or something like that. Or like, I'll just get their chips and salsa. Their queso dip's pretty bomb too. I, I, you You know know what? I love Chipotle. (laughs) I do. I always say it's kind of like an abusive relationship because every time I eat it, I do get diarrhea. I get the Hershey squirt. So it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. It's like, I just don't know. It's a whole, it's it's like a 24 hour commitment, right? Like if you're going to eat Chipotle, you know, your stomach's going to be hurting for at least the next few hours. Yours hurts too? Always. Especially with that chicken. It's like kind of like. I don't know if there's still bones in there. I don't there's know what's not, going on, but no. it's just like. I think it's their lettuce that gives me the shit. Maybe it's that. Yeah, it's almost like they just spray E. coli, just lightly spritz their salads, a little drizzle of E. coli. I oh, don't know. My stomach just has a tough time, but I always go back for more. I'm a loyal customer. What can I say? Anyway, I hope there, I'd love for Chipotle to be a sponsor on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next one up. This one's probably, well, I've already talked about this before. This is an unpopular opinion sent in from Erica uh, in New York. And she said, friends is overrated. Unpopular opinion, I mean, I really, friends I really is overrated. I really like your, uh, your, your low show fans and audience here because I just really agree with them. Low life. Low we changed life. the name. My bad. He's like, okay. no, he doesn't even the know. Low life. He doesn't even uh, I'm sorry, know. Well, who is this one from again? This was, uh, uh, this is Erica in New York. Erica in New York. I agree. I mean, look, I think friends tends to be more, which is surprising for her because I feel like friends is like every woman I know loves friends. But for guys me, love it too. I'm not really a big Friends fan. I'm more of an Office guy. Like if I'm gonna like watch some show, like you know, like I oh love my the God, Office. The Office is you the know, best. I I just have never really gotten into Friends. I probably see a number of episodes, you know, but I haven't it's really not watched your it show. all the way through. Yeah, 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 it's just not my show. So you know? here's the thing: some people love the the Office. I'm one of those people, and Friends for a lot of people is their go to. One of those yep. shows that you could have on anytime. You could fall asleep to it. You love it. You'll always get a good laugh out of it. So I'm not going to hate on Friends, but it's not my show. 
Oh, it's not. So no, that I, unpopular, I I'm going to agree with Erica. And I thought I was going to get canceled the first time I talked about me not loving friends because um, Caitlin Bristow, she yeah. was on a couple weeks ago and she talked about loving friends. And I was like, it's not for me. And it was definitely well, the other low a tough in my spot. life, which is uh, Jason, Jason's wife, one of my best friends. Oh, yeah. She loves friends. So they always she talk does. about it. And they're like huge, huge and they'll friends. Reference it. They reference it. I mean, like they're big fans. So a lot of people I know love friends. So respect to the show and everyone involved because I think it was a wild <laughs> Success, obviously, <laughs> but just not for me. Unpopular opinion: plant-based burgers are actually aren't that good for you. That's what I've heard. You know what I mean? I'm not like a medical professional over here. I'm not a medical know. expert. Yeah, I'm not like a nutritionist do you, or anything. Do you enjoy a plant-based burger? But I do. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't mind. I like an Impossible Burger. So I don't know. But maybe they're not good for me. You know what I mean? But I, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't like heavy beef and all that stuff, all pork, and, you know, all the time. And so I try to, you know, venture out, have like an impossible burger every now and then. But the taste is amazing. I don't know what it does to me. Hold on. You know what I mean? Do you think the taste of an impossible burger is amazing? I mean, if you've had a good one, you know, like, I, I mean, not, I'm not talking about like frozen ones from, you know, whatever. Okay. But like, have you ever been to like Little Beach House Malibu? I mean, they've got some. Nah, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually have They have a phenomenal impossible burger. (laughs) Jordan's my wealthy friend. Like, can you just uh, in Malibu? There's this little spot. By the way, little Soho Beach House. It's like exclusive membership. Mm -hmm. Jordan takes me there because he's a member. And you have to get a membership. We got to talk about Little Soho House. (laughs) Let's talk about it. That Jordan is a regular at this establishment. But not so much anymore with COVID and everything. But I actually do love love going with you, but you pay monthly to have this membership annually but yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah annually yeah. um or monthly depends right whatever sure. you sign up for mm-hmm. is usually a wait list to get into this like exclusive club i have to say the one there's one in west they're all over the world um it started in new york soho house uh now, i believe it might have started in london oh you're right and then it moved right. to yeah, yeah yeah but that was the first one i think in the u.s yeah, yeah. the first one in the united states was new york mm-hmm. but it originated in mm-hmm. the uk um and then there's uh one in downtown los angeles there's one in west hollywood and now there's one in uh malibu which is like Correct. a different type of location because you have to have a separate, separate. yeah, yeah no. so you're, he's paying it's, double it's ridiculous jordan's you know? paying double memberships for yeah, both I, mean, I feel like i got like conned into this whole thing you know because it's like you know you want to be a part of it you want to be able to go and have a spot but i, I mean i kind of like it because i can go work from there i can have lunch from there you know we go have drinks it just becomes you know it's like a go-to spot i can't even count the number it's been like four or five different times but well, no, every single time we go, every single time we go, it's like, oh, hey, there's Kanye West. Oh, what's up? There's Kim. Oh, what's going on? There's Haley Bieber and Justin. And there's like, Low from the Low Show. There's yeah. Low. It's the Low. The Low. The Low. I cannot. <laughs> like, I'm one of your best friends. You know, all I know, I just, the Low Show stuck in my head because you were told me that was the name in the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, it's true. Low Show has, rolls off, it fits in the mouth better. No, but I love the Low Life, you know? But um, So House is amazing. And it really is. I don't so not, have, to, not to detour on that, you know, no, but, but I think I want my listeners to know this, like a little part of Los Angeles. True. You'll see a lot of uh, entertainment people there. I've had a lot of meetings there. What's nice is if you're a member, Jordan, you know, he'll put me on a list and I can go meet him there for we've done lunches, brunches, dinners. But it's kind of nice, although it is so, so bougie, it is quite expensive. Um, I will say, though, there's something nice about having a spot in L.A. that their number one rule besides paying your monthly membership or annual <laughs> membership is there's no cameras allowed 
You cannot be on your phone. No taking pictures. I sneak them in every chance I can, you know? Yeah, I think everyone does. You <laughs> know? Jordan's like, like damn, Lowe. I like, always look in... away whenever Lowe's like taking oh, a picture. I'm like full on like yeah. flash. Like I'm like doing my little boomerang. Like, cause I'm like, I love being there. And cause the views, there's amazing views. The drinks are great. The food's fantastic, but it's, oh, he's refilling so that glass. A little more wine. But anyway, that's Soho House for you guys. Um, so yeah, it's, do you think it's worth the membership fees? No, I mean, it just, I don't know. I kind of been like, I've been a member now for five years. So I feel Damn. like I don't want to give it up now, but you know, to each their own, it, especially this last year, I've questioned it because you haven't really been able to maximize it with yeah. COVID and everything not being open, but it's, it's fun, especially if you're out here and you want to have meetings or a place to work or away from home. And stuff. Definitely like, it's if great. you're a, a local to Los Angeles mm-hmm. or in Miami or in New York, any of the, the spots that have the locations, I think it'd be worth getting it because it is a cool spot to go and Agreed. hang with your friends. Agreed. All right. Next unpopular opinion. Here we go. Oh, I love this one. Unpopular opinion from Francis in San Diego says, putting a period at the end of a text message adds aggression. I could not agree with Francis more with that one. It definitely, I agree. If you add periods in your text messages, you're an aggressive person or you're trying to like pop off at someone. I mean, yeah, it, it just depends, right? Like it, I don't ever it, use it periods. Can- like if, I if don't you're saying, like if you respond with like okay period like what? Then, then that's definitely if you aggressive. put a k in a you know? period <laughs> like yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna be like you're gonna abbreviate so much to put a k but then you're gonna go to the lengths to period on that k like yeah, yeah you're pissed at me or that's something a, that's, yeah, yeah it's passive aggressive that's you, different but if I'm like giving you a complete thought you know hey man I really love this movie it was great period then you know that's not as do aggressive. you put the period. Well, I'm a professional man, Lo. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I use proper punctuation. Don't. Like, I know? don't. I love a dot dot dot, which could date me. I put like this movie was great. Dot dot dot. Like it's your turn to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You big on emojis? Um, you know, here and there, I got I got probably like five or six that are just in the regular, regular. rotation. Yeah, 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 like the crying one. Yeah, you know, the crying, the crying laughing, laughing one, and the crying like straight down. You know yeah. that one um dick the, emoji eggplant the, the, uh that's you know not regularly used but then the <laughs> <laughs> but the eyes that's one i use all the time i just love the eyes oh like, my god especially if you haven't like talked to a friend in a while you know what i mean you just send them the eyes like it's just a great one it just kind of wakes them up like what, are you around or hold like, on you... <laughs> wait i'm like so upset um jordan by the way is one of my straights and mm-hmm. so he'll call me like bro and stuff which i love it i think it's so cute he'll be like hey bro i'm like what's up bro <laughs> so weird but uh when it comes to those little eyes i thought that was our thing but you like you do that with like no 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 no, no. like that's all, i only use that with you bro like what do you I mean thought, like that was like our inside joke it totally is My i won't what talk to jordan for like like a few days or something and then he'll just i'll just randomly just get eyes Boop. like and i just think it's the funniest thing but you know what it's no okay. it's it's i would say it started with you, you know, I'll take like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it's ventured off and like, I was like, Oh, I got a great reaction. I love like, I'm gonna have to try this again. Jordan. <laughs> oh, that's Bishop. His Bishop, dog he's is choking in the other room for some reason on his own saliva, which I do all the time. <laughs> Poor Bish. Uh, but I was going to say, I didn't tell the listeners this, but I want to give a physical description of, of Jordan. So Jordan is a straight male. He grew up in LA. He's slender. He has piercing blue eyes. He has, Okay, Beverly Hills 90210, Jason Priestley. If Jason Priestley and Justin Timberlake had a son together, and wow. that could happen, that would be, you're a hybrid of both of those men. 
very I mean, attractive. Listeners are going to Google me and be a little disappointed. I mean, you really no, set the won't. bar so I high, think you're you very know? handsome. Um, <laughs> and so Jordan, I originally became friends with him a decade ago because I loved Jason Priestley. And I was like, I don't care if this guy's a dick. I don't care if he's not going to, like, I don't get along with him. Yeah. He's going to be my Jason Priestley in my 90210 fantasy. <laughs> then he ended up actually being an incredible guy. So anyway, I went in for it in a shallow stance. For surface reasons. Surface. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then I stayed for your heart. <laughs> Heart Aww, of Jesus over here. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister in law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. And we're back. All right, next unpopular opinion. Here we go. Oh, my God, this is an interesting one. This unpopular opinion comes from Sarah in Vancouver. Sarah writes, I never met a crazy cat lady, quote unquote, crazy cat lady that was actually crazy and miserable. They usually are pretty happy and they are in their own little world with their cats. I think that people project that they're lonely and crazy onto them. But usually they're nine out of 10. They're happy, carefree, older women that aren't nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like to each their own. You know, I'm not a cat person per se. I'm more I'm more of a dog dog kind of a guy. Clearly, we got Bishop in the background, but. I think that people get a little, you know, it's funny. It's a stereotype, right? Like people post their pictures of the cats and all that. And it kind of comes off like this old lady that's lonely. Sure. But no, you know, if you're a cat person, more power to you, you know, be a cat I person. I prefer animals over humans. <laughs> I do. I rather yeah, they don't be, talk back. Like they don't. <laughs> they're extremely loyal. They, they love are. to cuddle and they're the sweetest mm-hmm. little creatures on the planet. Yeah. So I don't look at them. Like if there's a woman and she's, you know, elderly and has yeah. a bunch of cats, I'm like goals. Yo, so I used to date this girl like several years ago. Okay. And um, she had a friend. Uh, maybe it was her brother or something that lived with this friend. No joke. They had 12 cats. That's so, disgusting. This is not a joke. So we went into the house. I mean, there's cats on the bookshelf. Oh my God. There's cats in the... And it's That's like a, too it's like a one-bedroom apartment, That's not even too. legal. Yeah, 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 It shouldn't be legal. I mean, it was just... It's not. It, like the, I, I feel like I walked into like a farm or something. Oh like my it literally God. smelled like a pen in there, like a pig pen or something. It was oh, just disgusting. That's so my worst that nightmare. Of, yeah. So people that are a little obsessive about it, it's like, I get those stereotypes because like, why the hell do you How need 12 cats? How long did you, you date know? this nasty chick? Um, it wasn't her cats. It was, you know, it was like... A, it, I, just, I just remember being with her when I went to this place. And we saw these cats. You know, I mean, it was like one of her brother's friends or something like that. And we just went in. I was it's like, really all right, gross. I'm gonna wait outside. Like, it, I was getting allergies. It was just I'm, bad. I'm yeah. allergic to cats. Yeah, but you know what? I, cats are cute. I'm allergic to them. But you know what? I don't think crazy cat ladies are really that crazy. I'm gonna agree <clears throat> with the listener and say, yeah, I agree. I don't think they're all that crazy. I think there's no. some, you know. But okay, unpopular opinion comes from Carrie in Chicago. All right, Carrie. Here we go. Females and men 
cannot be best friends without any sort of intimacy or sexual desire towards each other. Wow, Carrie, you are just on the prowl. You know, I don't, I'm going to disagree. I think that you could be friends with someone of the opposite sex or if you're gay with the same sex and not have a sexual attraction to them and it not start off sexually. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible. You know, do you have female friends that you haven't slept with? Yeah, of course. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I totally that do. you don't have sexual chemistry with for sure. No, there's some people that it, like I look at, we, you know, colleagues of mine that are female or good friends of mine, people that I look up to or respect. Yeah, I don't think it, you know, I have so many friends that are, whether it's you, you and I, like genuinely one of my best friends in the world. A lot you know of what sexual I mean? tension. <laughs> well, you know, that's a whole other there's subject. That. That's a whole other yeah. episode. No, but I have a lot of female friends that I like, I work with and, and, yeah. and love and respect. And we've never had sexual vibes at all that's because, cool. you know, it's. You know, and I think it's also different. Like I've literally worked with a lot of women in my office and other things. And it's like, it just wouldn't be appropriate. I hate when know? people say like, uh, guys can't be friends with females without it leading to something sexual. I mean, I think a lot of the times men tend to get a little on the like feeling side, like sexual, you know, if, especially sure. if the person's attractive or whatever. Like, But I don't, I don't think that you can't be friends with someone of the opposite sex. I agree. And it could start strict. Like I know that, I actually know you for like several female uh, people that you work with. There's nothing sexual. It never started as sexual. Yep. It will never be sexual. No, I'm sorry. But <laughs> this person, I'm going to have to disagree with that unpopular opinion. Mm -mm, that's old school. It's true. This unpopular <laughs> opinion, by the way, these are my low lifers are really yep. coming at it with these ones. This is from Sean. Jesus was gay. Agree, Sean. I don't know. I don't know if Jesus was gay. I don't know. This is going to rile up my my religious followers. Uh, but don't take offense. Well, they shouldn't take offense to Jesus being gay. Maybe he was. He had all those disciples. Maybe they was getting friendly with, I don't know, Peter, Paul. I don't know all the well, disciple you know, names. If we believe Jesus was, you know, who You're the one that asked. Well, I'm not an expert on any of this. He I came read, from I, two I'm pastors. The, you know, I'm reading the same Bible that anyone else can read. But uh, Which one's know, that? Just, you know, the Bible, you know, like, there like a, aren't there like a ton of different variations? <laughs> well, there's of like it? different translations, but it's all supposed to be the same message. You know, sure. I think Jesus, you know, was a absolute like if you look at his life and the message that he preached and Super that he lived, gay. it was all about serving people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just think lightning's like, going to strike me down. But no, 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 I don't no, no, think no, it's no, an no. insult to say someone's not, gay. No, 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 no. I don't. That's not what I, that's not. I'm not saying like in that way. I'm saying. I don't think that there's any reference about Jesus's sexuality in the Bible. So it's like to even to impose like our thoughts on Jesus. You know what I mean, it's just like, I don't know if that was true. Could or not, have been or straight, yeah, could yeah. have been gay, could have been asexual, could have not been sexual at all. Yeah, I don't think he was. I mean, according to the scriptures, right? Like, I don't know. I haven't gotten said. that far down. Though. Well, he didn't have any kids or anything. He wasn't ever married, you know, so I definitely don't believe he was. I guess involved that would in be sexual an, activity. I, you know what? I guess that would be an unpopular opinion to say Jesus was. Oh, definitely an unpopular opinion for sure. <laughs> but, you know? um, <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you ask but the evangelicals. Oh my God. <laughs> all to all my Christian followers, like, Lo, how dare you? But you know yeah. what? This is not my words. It's no, we're word. just reading unpopular opinions. I'm reading unpopular opinions. That's definitely an unpopular. I think undeniably that's an unpopular opinion. Whether but I that's someone but opinion I, or not. But you know what? I'm going to make it a popular opinion. Maybe Jesus was gay. Maybe he was. And we're just going to go with an inclusive no situation problem. here at the Low Life Podcast. I think Jesus loves gay people just oh. as much as he loves straight people, you know? Isn't that crazy? Speaking? That's a fact. Okay. I, man, I agree with you. You know? 
I've been raised Catholic. My family's still Catholic. I do love a good Catholic mass. I love the smell of incense. I'm not hating on the Catholic church. We do not hate on any religion here at the Low Life Podcast. But I will say, it's a little crazy to me that a church that, you know, has done up some major cover-ups for priests and historical, this has been happening for years, hundreds of years, um, but the, they would come out and denounce gay people. I'm like, really? I think you need to come out and denounce a bunch of other stuff yeah, before yeah. you start talking about the gays. Exactly. That are probably giving big donations to that church. Exactly. No, I mean, you know me. I mean, I grew up in church my whole life. My parents are pastors, but I don't really consider myself a religious person. I do uh, have a relationship with God in my you own way. You don't consider yourself a religious person? No, because I don't really like the whole religious system, to be honest with you. I just think it's mm. it's a little bit corrupt and it's become all about the people at the top wanting to make money, have power and control. Um, you know, fortunately, I grew up in a family that was incredibly humble and really gave their life to serve the people of L.A. Your parents are and, incredible and, human beings. And so my beings. parents are actually really good examples of kind and genuine and authentic people. But so people know your dad and your mom are both pastors and yep. they started a church in Los Angeles. Uh, and they had that church for over 20 years, over 35, years. over 35, yeah, years. 35 years. They just kind of stepped down from their lead wow. pastor role. They're still founding pastors and, you know, his on mom the board is and like, that, oh but... my God, I'm obsessed with Jordan's yeah. mom. She reminds me a lot of uh, my mom in the sense of she's a big advocate for women, uh, and building women up and, and leadership. And she speaks and she has these conventions and she'll yep. host thousands of women and yeah. they love hearing her speak. And it's very encouraging. Anyway, yeah. So you grew up in say, a good I, house. I, no, exactly. And I had a good example of people who were really genuine and really cared about people. But I just think to the extreme, we can step we step back and we just see so many cases around the world, around the country, especially of here in the United States, the United States, that people who've like, you know, taken something so precious and something so spiritual and something holy and honest and genuine and, and kind of capitalized on it and made it this business for themselves. And it's like you're selling religion to people, you're selling Jesus to people and you're yeah. making all this money for yourself. And I have no problem with people making money and doing business and doing what they're sure. doing. Of course, we all want to do that. But I don't know. There's there's something to me that kind of irks me when I just see people exploiting brokenhearted people that, that need community and that need um, a family in a sense and they need to be loved. And you're exploiting these people to make money for yourselves, to buy bigger jets and, you know, big mansions for yourself. And it's, it's not that you're making this money off of business. You're making it off of the sacrifice of these middle class and poor people that are giving to the church, thinking they're furthering the yeah. message of Jesus, but you're using it for yourself. So. The religious institution of it, I, I, I'm not a big fan of, but the message yeah. of Jesus, the unconditional love of God is something I'm passionate about. And, Amen. and I think we should all show to everybody, you know? Yeah. When you see these pastors, they are dripping in Drew House. They have St. <laughs> Laurent boots. They are young, good looking. I always think they're, I'm like, they're gay, but, <laughs> but they're not. But um, they usually are very, like these younger pastors in the Christian church, um, they have like such a vibe to them. They look like super trendy, cool. They're rocking the latest and greatest. Um, and they're on Instagram. They're big. They're like influencers now. For sure. How do you, like, when you see that and someone who's grown up with, like, I know your mom and dad could care less about labels or anything in that regard, materialistic stuff. For you sure. Know? Like, they definitely, like, they live comfortably, but they, they are not extravagant. Even if they could be. I don't see like Holly being like Givenchy, yeah. like your mom's <laughs> like the just, opposite like, of that. Yeah. Complete opposite yeah. of that. Your dad too. Uh, but I guess to see like the new age of pastors and stuff, by the way, it's so wild because Jordan, I talk about this stuff because Jordan has grown up in this industry. I'm going to call it, you know, all these people, 
you've grown up so deeply rooted with so many of these like huge, huge name pastors. Yeah. And you have, I, I I remember being at Soho House with Jordan and of course I'm dropping. Now you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Soho House and like three pastors. I will not say who they were, but they are some big deal. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know who they were because I'm not like deep into that world of like the Christian vibe. Um but after, you know, I, I was, you know, I followed them on Instagram. We were talking, whatever, and I got to know them a bit. Um, and they're just like massive. Like, sure. They have huge followings. Yep. They and, and people just are obsessed with them. It was interesting because I was at that table and I'm seeing these three pastors and then and there was some celebrities at the table. It was wild now right. thinking about the situations. There, I've been at some really interesting tables in my life with you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, but this one specifically, there were some celebrities at the table. There's these pastors at the table and they're all trying to one up each other. Like I could tell it was a competition between these three pastors. Like who's going to impress the celebrity in front of them more, you know, like who's going to be the most dynamic and captivating and like, or make the funniest joke. And it was an intimate dinner setting that we're at, but these three dudes, these pastors were just so focused on these celebrities and trying to like get their attention. I mean, it was so weird to, to witness it. I'm just sitting there eating my fries, watching it all unfold, like fascinated by the whole thing because it's like, yeah, they're basically courting these celebrities. And it was like watching The Voice or like American Idol Christian edition. It Literally. was like they were kind of it was like a little bit of a competition with all of them. But now I look at them and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about like rich ass pastors rocking St. Laurent. I don't know how I, I don't yeah. know if I like because there's so many people that n- need things in this world and, and the disenfranchised and there's homeless. And I don't know. I, I mean, a part of me thinks like you have the money, you can do what you want with it. But I think that more for artists or if you are self-made as an entrepreneur, when you get into the Jesus, like Christian space or any type of religion, religious affiliation, the private jets and the like being showy with your with your wealth. I don't know why it puts like a bad taste in my mouth. I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You know, I mean, some of these I don't want to loop everyone into one, you know, uh, one category here because I think they all, you know, every pastor has their own unique vision and and lifestyle and this and that and they're all not corrupt and they're all not shady and they're all not like these kind of people but totally we've seen over the last five ten years this rise of like the instagram influencer pastor and it's just become to me it, it, i think that's what's kind of turned me off a lot of you sure. know from, from the religious side of things and it's just because it's so counter to the life and the message of jesus right it's like i mean jesus was here telling people to, to sell what they have give to the poor to, you know to serve people to care about other and, you know, it almost feels like it's this deep insecurity within some of these guys. And it's like, why do you feel the need to outperform the other or be cooler than the other? It's you very know? celebrity driven, too. So celebrity driven. And, and at the end of the day, man, it's like every person in the eyes of God, there's, you know, whether you're Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or you or me in the eyes of God, we're all the same. We're all equal. We got to love each other with the same level of intention. But, you know, you see a lot of these people given given so much of their energy and time to the people that have a lot of fame and money and followers and influence, and they'll do anything for them. But then someone else is going through a hard time in their church. It's like they'll just delegate and pass them off to somebody else or something. And it's, so I think, I think to me, it just because they're like, like, that's a high profile, it's a high person. profile person. It's like, oh, we want them here. We want them. I want to give them this. And then it's just like, it, it feels so disingenuine. It's like, dude, you don't have to put on a show on your Instagram, bro. Why don't you just preach the good news about who Jesus is, if that's what you believe? You know what I mean? Because they like, want to make that money. Exactly. And I think that's where I just get turned off by it, man. It's not, it's not real. It's not authentic. And I think we got to get back. If, if, you know, if you're going to be in ministry, 
Like you're, you're, you're signing up to a life of, of purity and holiness and serving people and giving of what you have to care for the least of these. Right. And it's like, sure. this isn't about you. This isn't about your brand and your Instagram followers. And you know, it, so I just think it, it's just become a little bit ridiculous, but yeah. you know, uh, God has a way of, of pruning people and pruning. So you're, you know, you, seen, you think you these see people, people are going to end up like, no, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to speak negatively over these people. I think God will do what he does. And, and you've seen people I'm speaking kinda, negative about it. Cause I think that's shitty to do that. Yeah. And I think it just happens. I don't it, think that's people, a good it runs look. its own course. You know what I mean? Like the truth comes out. People's motivations become obvious, you know? And, and I think in the beginning, it's easier to hide and mask what your motivations are. But then over time you see who's consistent, whose character is real and who's legitimate. And I think those people will last, you know? And yeah. so I'm not trying to blame all pastors because I don't think that's no, a there fair are some accusation. Great ones in there. Yeah. But then, you know, but there are definitely but people do you that think, you feel like, Do you man, think majority, in your opinion, yeah. majority of all these pastors out there that are all like in the Instagram world and stuff like that, do you think there are more that are on the right path or do you think that it's on the latter side? It's really hard to say. And, and I also don't want to be that guy who claims to be like the judge of people's like character and heart. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, I don't want to be judgmental towards anyone, let, sure. you know, let alone pastors or, or whoever. But it, you know, from my perspective, it does feel like this what we're producing now, a lot of these guys are pastors, kids themselves, right. That have like seen it done. And, and here's the problem we valued, like we, we, someone who has the most money and the biggest church somehow becomes and celebrities and celebrities becomes, Oh, they must have, they have the best ministry. They're probably the most, they're the wisest, the best leaders, the strong in uh -huh. what, in, in what, no. show me chapter and verse in the scriptures where the person with the most money and the biggest followers was the most spiritual person. That is not how we deem success in ministry, but yet that's how, you know, the Bible says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But it feels like these pastors are just conforming to the ways of the world and how business is done. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with an Instagram influencer making their money and doing their business. But wait a second. I thought you were a pastor trying to be different. It's different the when you got a Bible in one And it's hand. like, you're just becoming an influencer like anyone else, but your message is just Christianity. You know what I mean? So it just seems a little bit disingenuous to me. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Mm -mm, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. Mm -mm. We went on that religious note. I know, I love that. We just went on a little tangent right there. But you know what? I, I might as well pick your brain about it because you sure. know so much about that world. Yeah. You introduced me to that world. And I mean, I guess I'd still identify uh, with like Christian morals and beliefs. Sure. Sure. Um, but I don't identify with any specific religion now. I guess right. if I had to, Catholic, even though they're like, we hate the gays <laughs> and like, but yeah, I'm still loyal. It's just ingrained into you from the Catholic child, church yeah. is like Chipotle for me. Like, no matter <laughs> how bad I feel. I'll keep coming back for more. <laughs> okay. Next unpopular opinion comes from Taylor in Washington. Okay. Oh my God. Are you sure this is not Pierce Morgan? <laughs> unpopular opinion. Meghan Markle is a homewrecker. How dare you, Taylor? Yeah, that's a really, I mean, it's an unpopular opinion is for this, me. Is Pierce Morgan, is that you? Are you a loyal lowlifer out there? Pierce, hey, Pierce. must be listening. Yeah. No, I just think how ridiculous to discredit someone's experience. You know what I mean? Like. Forget about the, I don't ra think the racism and everything else at the, for the moment. Like, this is a woman who is coming in and, you know, married Prince Harry, right? Like, yeah. okay, so. Are you into the whole royal thing? You follow it? Obviously not, right? Like, oh, I'm I not, like, I mean, what, well, when, I mean, it becomes the talk of everything on Instagram and social media. Of course, you're aware of, like, an interview with Oprah, and I'm aware I'm of that I'm super stuff. into it. But I'm not, I don't follow it probably as closely as you do. But all I can say is that when somebody comes out as pure-hearted as Meghan and, and, and Harry, and they're sharing with Oprah their story, their experience, this and that. To come out and discredit them as some kind of a home record, it's like, do we really? Okay, the royal family has been literally 
oppressing a lot of the world for centuries. I mean, most countries have independence days from the UK and from, yeah. from uh, Britain, right? So sure. to think that there has been some deeply ingrained racism in their family history is not that hard to believe. The only colored people they know are servants sure. that have served them. Sure. You know, and, and so it's like, I don't like, look, I want to believe the best about everyone, but if that's her experience, I would tend to believe it I because believe it doesn't Megan, seem that hard to believe. Hundo percent. You know, I mean, this is not some like innocent, you know, family, right? Like these, sure, the current ones maybe weren't in charge of a lot of bad things. But if we dive into their history, I mean, this is an oppressive group Isn't that has it? a monarchy, you know? So I've done a deep dive into the royal family. I didn't know too much about it. I follow it now with everything going down. I did love a good lady die situation. Oh, my God. I love Princess Diana. Did you know that her wedding and funeral are the highest grossing televised events in history? Wow. Like it was over 180 million views. Like, can you imagine? Wow. Like, Because that was at the time when there wasn't a million different channels. Right. So everyone was like glued to like watching her wet marriage to Charles and then seeing her, <laughs> sure. her death. But I don't think Meghan Markle is a homewrecker. Not at all. I don't. Oh, all right. Next on popular opinion. On a lighter note, thank God, those <laughs> ones were heavy. We we're talking about religion, Meghan Markle, freaking race. And now we're going into cookie dough is worth taking the risk of getting salmonella. Ooh, I mean, when I was a kid, I would have said, yes, it is worth it. It tastes so good. And to be honest with you now, I just haven't really had cookie dough in probably the last 10 years, bro. Like, what? I, is that, I know it's bad. Like, I need to have some cookie. I, I mean, I just haven't, you know? Like, I mean, I've had you cookies. haven't had cookie dough in like 10 years, like raw cookie dough. Yeah. Like, as you, no, no, no. I, have, I mean, I have, I'm not really a baker. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really like bake cookies. Fair stuff. enough. But when I grew up in my mom's house, like I, I had have, some Toll know, House cookie sure. dough last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking dabbled in that. And it is worth the salmonella. Although they yeah. do sell um, a cookie dough now at stores like Ralph's and whatever Gelson's. And, um, but it's cookie dough without the eggs. So you can it's the raw cookie dough tastes without the risk of diarrhea sickness i think it's worth it go for it you know? i think you it's worth it once you know yeah why not go unless you get a bad it. case of salmonella then you die early so mm. i'm kidding mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> unpopular opinion beyonce is overrated <gasps> bold man Damn. queen b you I gotta know. start this one off low uh i'm gonna say absolutely not although i understand why people say beyonce is overrated because she's so celebrated people love her um but no, I don't think she's overrated. I love her. I'm I'm a Beyonce fan. You know, look, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but, wow. but I'm not a not a Beyonce. Like I'm nothing against gonna Beyonce be at all. Around your yeah, ass. I mean, I'm just not like making Cancel. my breakfast listening to Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like she's not in, in the playlist for me, but no disrespect to Beyonce. I think it's she's major unbelievable talent. And, there he and, is. An absolute icon, no doubt. Sure. Right? So, like, there's no she's, way she's She just overrated. set a record. She won the most Grammys. This is just like, my opinion. Meaning, like, yeah. I'm talking about for me, is it, like, on my playlist? Do I listen to her all the time? No. However, is she an icon? Absolutely. Is she legend? Absolutely. Like, is she really? overrated? No way. She is. She's an absolute icon. Yeah. Right? I would say she's overrated with her fashion sense. I think people celebrate too much. Like, no matter what she wears, they're, like, iconic. And most of the stuff she wears, I do love. But there's a few misses in there, y'all say. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. There's a few misses in there. Not everything she wears to me is like the most flattering or the best choice. But there was definitely a lot of creativity. And I love that she's expressing herself. Do I think sometimes it's a miss? Sure. But no matter what she wears, she could put on a trash bag and people would be like, the queen has a rat. Like, Absolutely. No, I can't, dis I can't deny like her absolute star power she and has star talent power. and everything sure. she is. Yeah.
but I, okay. So I guess I don't agree with that. Not at all. Okay. Unpopular opinion. This is from another Sarah in Wisconsin. Mm, Sarah is not my friend. She writes in unpopular opinion. I really don't understand how everyone finds pugs cute. I think they're ugly and scary. LOL. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I, this borders on a hate crime, Sarah. I'm, I hate it. Very unpopular. It's very opinion. personal for you. This one hits. This one cuts deep. I don't like it at all. Jordan, what are your thoughts? Start it off because you know how I feel. I mean, I can't go against pugs. I mean, you're one of my best friends in the world and Thank Dookie you. is your whole life, you know? So how can I ever go against a pug? You know? Ratch, if you're like, I agree with Sarah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's hurtful. They are, they're, they look like aliens. They're so ugly that they're cute. But I just think they're the most precious animals. But it, it's true. A lot of people do find them to be very ugly. But I don't know. I think they're sweet. Yeah, they're really cute, you know? They're really cute. You can can yours can yours do like a backflip and stuff like no. that? No, Dookie just likes to sleep. But isn't snore. that one of the things that pugs can do, like little flips and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, some can. They're very flexible. <laughs> but Dookie swims. He swims in the he, lake. Yeah, that's he, like his like specialty. Dookie is an incredible swimmer. He puts Michael Phelps to shame. Yeah, people he, don't know that about Dookie. They sure like. don't. Yeah. Even the vet, every, every time I bring him to the vet, they're always like, "Oh my god, he loves the water because he loves." Every time I shower, he jumps in the shower with me. He's been in the, the pool since he was uh, all of seven weeks old. And he's an incredible swimmer. And he swims all the time at my parents' house. They have a pool. So wow. I throw him in and he does his calisthenics. It's great for his little joints. Can you do like backstroke and everything? He just Front, yeah. back, breaststroke. Yeah. Dookie does it he all. does it all. But they're like bowling balls with little legs. So they usually sink to the bottom and they don't have a snout. So it's not the best thing to put them in the water. But I didn't know this at the time. 14 right. years ago when I got him, I was like, I love the pool and I swim a ton. I want Dookie to swim with me. So he's become quite the little swimmer. Olympic Wow, that's swimmer. impressive, honestly. I mean, I feel like if more people knew your dog, then they would love pugs even more. You that's know? true. They'll love him through Dookie. All right. That's a very unpopular opinion. All right. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll be right back. All right. Now let's get back to the show. Next one. Actually, the next one. Um, is going to be my own unpopular opinion that okay. I'm going to share just because Jordan and I just went into the depths of a documentary together. Here we go. Unpopular opinion. Woody Allen is a freaking monster. Woody Allen is a terrible person. That's my unpopular opinion. I mean, it shouldn't be that unpopular now after people watch this documentary. I Here mean, we go. It was first off an incredible documentary and one that we were just like hooked. I mean, we had to watch it every week together because it was that good. Every Sunday night. Every Sunday now, night. Well, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, we're talking about Alan versus Pharaoh. Uh, it's on HBO or HBO Go or whatever. Max or something. Uh, yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, but damn, is it fascinating. Incredibly fascinating. I, I loved it. Okay, so people love Woody Allen. Um, he is respected in the industry. He's won Oscars. Yep. Uh, he's a filmmaker, a director, a writer, an actor, a comedian, and people just love this guy. He married Mia Farrow, who is, I guess at the time, they were like Hollywood royalty. For people sure. love Mia Farrow, too. I'm a huge fan of her from Rosemary's Baby. Mia Farrow is an incredible actress. So she marries Woody Allen, and she already had a few children of her own that she adopted, yep. right, from different parts of the world. Yeah. One of them being a six-year-old or five-year-old, Soon Yi from Korea. Right. All right. Yeah. Was it Korea or was it Vietnam or something too? Because okay. it wasn't during the. We'll go. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. Vietnam. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. 
fact checking, Jordan. No problem. No problem. All right. That's what so I'm here she, for. Okay. So she <laughs> adopts Yi. I'm just giving backstory for the listeners yep. before we dive in. So she adopts Soon Yi at six years old. Then she gets uh, in a relationship with Woody Allen. They make a ton of really popular films. They win awards together. They're just this power dynamic. And then all of a sudden he cheats on Mia Farrow with a 15-year-old or a 16. It's still up in the air. Soon Yi cheats on Mia Farrow with his daughter. Well, I guess adopted daughter. Sure. And uh, well, she never formally adopted her. Mia did, but he never right, formed. Right. Okay. But I mean, he helped in raising her. Right. But it was still a 15 year old. And it was maybe it was, even if he didn't look at it like his daughter, it was still her daughter. And it's still really, oh. really messed up. Oh, I think Jordan's on the side of Woody Allen on this oh, one. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to clarify the facts for the listeners here. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but, but then Mia discovered the way she found out about this affair it makes me want to, oh, I was tragic, disgusted. A, a stack of Polaroids with her in like hustler type poses, completely nude. Um, and obviously had taken those photos. And that's how she discovered that her then long-term husband had been cheating on her with her adopted daughter, Soon Yi. Then it blew up in the press. But here's the freaking curveball, which I'm not going to like, you can watch the documentary. I'm not doing spoilers. It's a very public story. For sure. But he he had that uh, relationship with Soon Yi. They're still married to this day. Um, it's and that was like her first relationship and only real relationship mm -hmm. is Woody Allen. But then they dive into the fact that he also molested his his birth daughter. What's well, her name again? Uh, Dylan. Dylan. Yep. He molested Dylan too, and they that whole story came out back when Dylan was only seven years old, and she said Woody touched me, and she gave all the specifics. But this is what's so twisted about this documentary is if someone is in a position of power and they have money and affluence and fame and they're in New York, they're in, he's in New York. He's like an institution in New York. People sure. really love Woody Allen. Even, I mean, to this day, Diane Keaton's still like, I'm with Woody. Like yeah. Alec Baldwin, he's still coming mm -hmm. out swinging for Woody. People still love this guy, even though he's, he's a sick, demented fucker. Like he's not a good man. No, I don't think he's good at all. But anyway, he controlled the press and the media and that's how he was able to basically spin this crazy story about this young Dylan, his daughter, who came out against him. And he spinned it and he manipulated the media and he manipulated his own daughter. And Mia Farrow, she could be a lot of things of Woody Allen has accused her of, but she is not an abusive mom. I and mean, he no. came and attacked her. Oh, anyway, we no, were, I mean, it was riveting. Jordan and I were glued every Sunday because the one thing I will say that's a, a fascinating takeaway about this documentary, if you haven't seen it, I hope you can low lifers just go do a deep dive into uh, it's heavy but it's it's also like it's salacious and it mixes in what's uh what's happening in hollywood and you could see how the whole media train works oh it's it's very mind-blowing it's fascinating to see how i mean like he became a case study that a lot of other legal defense teams would use on other abusive fathers that would be molesting or whatever else with their kids they would take the same legal defense strategy that he did and try to spin it and blame That's the mother and, and act like, oh, she doesn't want me to see my kid. And and 98% of those cases were successful. They show in the documentary. So there's a certain term for it. But when you end up blaming the mother and then uh, saying that if the mother comes out and says there's sexual allegations uh, against the father, they use this specific little bullshit excuse law that ends up... You, for a woman to come out and say against her husband that you have sexually molested or done anything bad to the children 
You would think that the woman is in a place of power, that she could take care of her kids. Unfortunately, with our system, and this documentary really highlights that, you're, you could possibly have more of a chance to lose your children um, and, and also completely lose any rights in that sense to the upbringing of your kids. It's a horrible precedent to be set, you know, and I think that's why it's so important that people uh, learn from this, you know, and I, I'm not only do I believe Dylan, I think that she deserves to have a voice, you know, and I think that uh, this documentary did a great job and I'm really like inspired by her courage to keep standing oh up God. to it and to keep fighting for she, it and she to didn't, keep, see, and never change thing, her she, mind. She didn't let it go because never. she wanted vindication because she's been told since she was seven years old, you're, you're a liar. You're not telling the truth. You were brainwashed. And you know, what's so beautiful about the whole thing is she came to that moment of like having vindication and finally being heard because of her brother, Ronan. Right. And he was the catalyst that literally was that little drop in the bucket of the bullshit of Hollywood for it all to come out. He broke the Harvey Weinstein story. Ronan Farrow, if you're not familiar with his work, he won the Pulitzer Prize for Catch and Kill, Lies, Spies, and a Conspiracy to Protect Predators. If you haven't read it, treat yourself, Queen. I th I'm glad that it sheds light on child abuse, this documentary, um, on their voices being heard. Mia Farrow's been through the ringer. Uh, all in all, I'm going to I'm going to rate that episode or in that show in general. Low life approved 10 out of 10 for me. 100 percent. Right. It was not only just a well done documentary, but it really exposes a lot of the corruption and, you know, the problems that exist with these power dynamics. And, you know, I think Woody Allen should go down just like anybody else, you know. OK, Jordan, we have more unpopular opinions, but we have to like we have to cut it. This is enough for today. We have, so, I mean, there's so many more, but we have to bring you back. One, for unpopular opinions, and two, to talk business. For sure. You would know, you come back? I would always come back, man. I mean, anything you need from me, I'm always here. I need your business advice. We're going to talk cryptos. We're going to talk oh, stocks. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk investments. Imagine you, know. you and Jason Tardick on the same episode. Ooh, Ooh dang. Wow. That would be fire. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> that would be incredible. Okay, so at the Low Life Podcast, we always end it with a round of rapid-fire questions. Okay. So without further ado, we're going to go into rapid-fire questions with Jordan Wagner. Here we go. Okay, so it's time for rapid-fire questions. Let's start it off with Cottage on the Beach or Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, I love both of them. I think right now I'm kind of more in this like uh, cabin in the woods vibe, you know? Oh, I like that. Man yeah. of the woods. Celebrity crush, female first. Hmm. Guess we're going to have to go with Emily Ratajkowski, you know? Oh, damn. A little spice. A little spicy. She's Latina, no? No. I don't, I don't know, know she what she is. She's dark Maybe it could be European. Who knows? Okay. Know? Celebrity crush, male. I'm going to go with George Clooney. What a legend, you know? Wow. Interesting choice, Jordan. I thought you were going to say Harry Styles. No, I'm not really a fan. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> why? Harry no, Styles just, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, just I, I don't know him. the guy, but George Clooney is just an icon. He's a legend. He's a tequila founder. I Casa mean, he's amigos. just a brand. You know what I mean? I just like his vibe, you know? I feel you. If your belly button had a magical power, any power, when you press it, what would you make that belly button do? Make me invisible. Oh, damn. <laughs> just boop, boop. Invisibility, anytime, you know, that would okay. Mine was uh, to produce hyaluronic acid for my face, so I stayed young. But if I could change my answer, that's, invisibility that's such a response I would expect from you, though. Yeah, you know? right on brand. <laughs> Go to cheat meal, 
Probably pizza. Just a nice pepperoni pizza. I want to know the specific place you're getting that pizza from. You well, Domino's guy? Little no, pizza I'm more hut? of a NoHo Pizza Grill. NoHo Pizza Grill. <laughs> You know, it's a really under the radar place. Jordan only keeps one it so shop. specific <laughs> to where he lives um, in Los Angeles. But there is, yeah, NoHo yep. Pizza is pretty bomb. It's not like there's only one location. I have a lot of cheap meals, though, to be honest. I like, you know, ramen. Is that a cheap meal? I don't know. I, I mean, think, yeah, because the sodium intake will yeah. make you feel bloated. Pinkberry, oh, another yeah, one. That's a cheap. Yeah, it's delicious. Yep. When are you most inspired? Honestly, after either reading a inspirational like biography of someone who like accomplished great things or watching a documentary about someone it just like re-motivates me on what matters and how to start something great and the risks you have to take so i love watching like biopics or bio documentaries on someone and uh or reading a biography of like an inspirational person for sure jordan is my go-to documentary partner in life like any good doc i'm always like jordan we gotta watch this um, i'm very inspired by great docs too which, speaking of great docs, hit it with the plug, Jordan. The last one you watched. I haven't finished it yet, but you've been telling me it's great. Give the low lifers uh, a little something. I mean, this isn't even that new. I, apparently, it came out oh. in 2017. Oh, but, really? But it was, uh, it's like that Hugh Hefner American Playboy American documentary Playboy. about his life and his story and all that. I was, it was really fascinating, especially the early years, because when I, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So like when I, or I was born in 87. So by the time I was around, like it was kind of past the heyday of yeah. Playboy and all that well, stuff. By the time you were a teenager, uh, Hugh Hefner was doing girls like next door, girls next that. door. Yeah, yeah. And e. it was just a different vibe. So I was never like, never really followed him closely or really cared much about it. Yeah. But I think watching this documentary was really cool to see kind of how it started, the risk he had to take. It literally sold his furniture to start the brand and like do all this stuff. And it was just, you know, it was interesting. I mean, obviously, like he chose his own path and that's not necessarily the path I'm choosing in life. But at the same time, what I admired was like what it takes to start something successful and have a vision for something big. For sure. And you can apply that to really any industry. He put himself out there. For sure. Yeah. Creepy old man, but exactly. alleged yeah. when he yeah. was younger. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, movie that is a mood changer for you. One you can watch more than once. Maybe you can even quote it. See, I'm not like a movie more than once kind of guy. Mm. You know, there may be a few. But one that comes to mind, this is like really bad. I know, you know, but you know, Braveheart, just a classic. Oh, wow. But you know, this is why I'm going to say it. So much. You know, I, yeah, I knew you were going to say it. But, <laughs> but this is why, you know, one of the, it's one, a of my, great one, of my, film. one of my favorite my dad quotes, loves that one film. of my favorite quotes in the movie is like, what is it? You know, every man dies, but not every man truly lives, you know? And I love that because it's <laughs> such, stop. no, but I love it because you know what? Like so many people just go through life sleepwalking and just kind of like coasting through and you do the normal things, but it's like mm. not everyone fully embraces their purpose, their passion, their vision, and goes after it and fights for it with everything they've got. And of course we're not in the Scottish days of like fighting in yeah. war and that kind of thing. But, but like, in think, that moment you want to feel like Mel Gibson. Yeah. But I think it applies to us in our individual life. Like what is sure. that vision you have? What is that purpose deep inside you that it's worth fighting for, worth dying for, you know? Wow. Beautifully said. What is your top love language? You have acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time. I think I'm like a words of affirmation kind of guy, you yeah, know, that's Mixed how you love physical it. touch, of course, but sure. you know, yeah. Likes to get down. Last show you binge watched. Well, I can answer that for you. Alan versus Alan Pharaoh. versus Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah amazing. Uh, something that people commonly get wrong about you. Yeah. What's something that people commonly get wrong about you? I'm so curious what your answer is for this one. I don't know what you're going to say. Maybe from afar, people that don't know me would maybe like think, oh, he's like a religious person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, something like that. Because of uh, being a PK. Yeah. You know, kid. Maybe that, yeah, they think they know what that means, you know, and they think they know what it means to like, oh, you must just believe this way. Think this way. You Little know, I mean? do you must they be know. This conservative guy. Yeah, exactly. 
He's open minded. You are not a conservative. No, not a shade, conservative. No shade to my not a conservative person. Yep. Yeah. Good for you. When you die, and you, if you could come back to the world reincarnated as an animal, which animal Ooh. would you choose to be? This is a great one. You know. Because I, I got to narrow it down between the eagle because I can kind of fly above and see the world from a whole yeah, different perspective. Like a bald eagle. Yeah, that might be the top one because the second one was going to be like it's a an aggressive cheetah bird. Because cheetahs are just fast, you know, and they're just kind of, they can run. And I just kind of love predators. it. Predators. Both yeah, are predators. I know. What does that say about me, right? <laughs> you know, I just go after and hunt and just yeah. like. <laughs> Mine's an orca. I'm a killer whale. Yeah, I would say, I would say for me, I kind of like, I feel like an eagle, you know, I, mm. I feel like I'd want to fly and see the world from Beautiful. a whole different perspective. Yeah, beautifully said. And the last one is, Jordan, can you leave us with a quote that you like to live by? Any quote that you find to be something that Can I use my same Braveheart quote? Okay, or, um, sure. No, I, I want a fresh one. Give us a, because I know, well, maybe that is your quote, but if you have another one, that would be great. You know, what's funny is there's not like a quote that comes to my mind, but I do have yeah. like my own like mission statement or like vision, you know? Maybe it's my own quote. Hit us I mean, with the Jordan Wagner quote. But it's not even like my own quote. I just think like the mantra would be like, like fully take the time to find out who you really are and understand yourself so that you can share that with the world. You know, and I think a lot of times we try to be what other people want us to be and we don't actually understand who we are and who God created us to be or who we were created to be and what we're supposed to do in this world. So I think it's, you know, my own quote would be take the time to find out who you are, who you really are, and then be, don't be afraid to share that with the world. Mm. On that note, Beautifully mm -hmm. said, Jordan. Ending it on a high note. Don't be afraid <laughs> to be who you are. If you're a freaking peacock in a world of pigeons, show those <laughs> feathers, right? <laughs> exactly. And we'll end it on that note. Thank you for being a guest today, Jordan. Um, you can find Jordan on the gram at uh, Jordan Wagner. Is that Jordan D. Wagner? Jordan D. Wagner, yeah. yeah. Jordan D. Wagner on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on OnlyFans. Not on TikTok yet. Damn but it. <laughs> but you can find him on the gram and on Twitter. For but sure. thank you for being a guest, Jordan. And so grateful to be a part of it, bro. I love you, man. I love you too. And we'll see you next time on the Low Life Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I just have to say, I'm over here feeling just immense gratitude. And I'm just so thankful uh, for each and every single listener. Thank you. Like I'm overwhelmed with, with gratitude for you. And there are thousands of podcasts out there. I mean, there's one that launches every second of every day. I feel like, like there's so many. So for you to give your time and spend it here at the low life podcast and actually support the podcast, I mean, it makes a world of difference. And the, the way you can show your support, especially for an up and coming little shit show like mine, little engine that could is to actually leave a five-star rating uh, to subscribe to the podcast and then leave a review on Apple podcasts. And for some reason, if you leave comments, it goes into the algorithm and the analytics and it really helps. It helps with sponsors and ads. And by the way, any sponsor ad, like I'm not selling bullshit on here. I want to stand behind every product. You know, I've said that since day one and keeping it real with you guys. But also in keeping it real, I let you know, like we don't have ads or we do have ads like you guys have been part of every single step of the way. Uh, I just like to keep it, you know, transparent. And that being said. You showing your support uh, and putting in the effort to leave an actual comment. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a long comment. You could leave a smile face, a poop emoji, an eggplant. You know, I love those. Uh, any type of emoji or, you know, a unicorn, like, or an actual write a message, like whatever you want to leave, the more the better. I've had a lot of listeners that have left multiple comments. So thank you for, for doing that because it all helps so that we can put out free shows for you and continue to put out shows. Yeah. Every single week. So 
I'm loving doing this. I'm having a great time. And this community that we've built is so special to me. I'm actually wondering like if I should join Facebook. Well, I'm part of Facebook, but I don't really use it. I haven't really logged into Facebook in what, like five years. But I've noticed with podcasts off the vine and there are about nine others that I've seen that have Facebook communities. So people can still keep in touch and the low lifers can talk to one another. And I mean, I keep the conversation going and flowing on Instagram. So if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can slide into my DMs um, at style LVR, S-T-Y-L-E-L-V-R. It's been really nice to hear from listeners. I always get different perspectives and I love hearing your stories. And again, if you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on Instagram. And I'm trying to find another way to keep the conversation going and flowing with you guys. So if you have any ideas, let me know. You can leave them in the review section on Apple Podcasts or, you know, slide into my DMs and let me know there. But yeah, I want to find ways for us to still connect because we've built something really cool. And yeah, I just want to keep it going. So on that note, I also want to give a shout out to some listeners who've left some great reviews. I read each and every single one of them, and I'm so appreciative. First one up is Marie from Paris. Oh my God, you little croissant leaving me a freaking comment from, from France? European listener? Oh my God. Like it blows my mind that I even have anyone outside of my immediate family that listens to this podcast. Like I still tell Madison, my producer, I'm like, Madison, like, did you write all those reviews? Are those Russian bots? Like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, they're not. They're actual listeners, but it's just hard for me to wrap my brain around it. All right, so let me read this review from Marie. She wrote, love this podcast. Lo brings such great positive energy and every guest is amazing. This podcast has really brightened up my days through lockdown. Lots of love from Perry. Merci, Marie. Oh, so, so, so. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Marie. And gracias. I appreciate you live from Los Estados Unidos for sending you love from the United States of America. All right, I want to give one more shout out to a listener. And again, I read every single review and comment and I crack up and I'm touched and moved by so many of them. This one specifically. Oh, all right. Let me just share it. Christina wrote, my favorite podcast. Lo feels like a lifelong friend who always has me laughing or in my feels. I'm a big fan of the queen and all the other guests he has on. I'm currently pregnant. And if it's a boy, his name will be Logan and his nickname will be Lo. <laughs> all inspired by this guy. I never knew another Low until hearing him on Caitlin's podcast. So I'm excited to possibly be adding another Low into this world because the world needs more Lows. <laughs> I feel like a proud friend too when I hear an ad because this guy deserves all the money and recognition. Low lifer for life. That's Christina Marie C. Uh, coming live from America. All right, Christina, like if you end up having that little boy that little prince, Logan, little low into this world. Like, please slide into my DMs because I'm about to give him a chic wardrobe. He needs to have an amazing fit, little fashion baby on our hands. That is a beautiful review that you left on the podcast. And I cannot thank you enough for that. And uh, I'm so excited to find out if you have a little boy or a little girl, you can name her Lola <laughs> or something. But anyway, good luck with your pregnancy. I hope you rest your feet, take some time to relax and enjoy more of the podcast. We have more episodes coming up for you. And one thing that I've noticed in reading the reviews is people are really happy with the guests, whether it's just me solo or I bring a guest on. And I'm so happy that I'm not reliant on a guest, first of all, because I never wanted to be a podcast that needed a guest every single time. Just the thought of it stressed me out. And two, I didn't want to be like a pop culture type podcast 
um, that was reliant on celebrities. And the fact that the highest downloaded episodes, like one with my mom, for example, that you guys give every guest a chance, that you're happy for anyone that comes on because you know that if I'm bringing a guest, like it's going to be someone of quality, even if it's not like some famous actress is what I'm getting at. So I just want something real for this podcast and hearing people's stories and perspectives and, and yeah. So anyway, when you say that you appreciate the guests or you're happy with them, it, it means a lot to me because there was some, something deep down inside me that I was going to go the, the route of not being reliant on quote unquote celebrities or people, you know, influencers and stuff like that. But somewhere, you know, deep inside me, I was like, oh God, like, I know that a lot of people in the beginning when I was talking to other networks wanted me to be very celebrity driven because of my career and, and my connections to people in the industry. So they just wanted me to play on that. And I just felt like, yeah, I enjoy that. Of course, we'll have some celebrities on like, that's fine. But I didn't want it to be reliant on that. I didn't want it to be reliant on a specific headline name guest, you know? So the fact that you're enjoying each and every single person I have on, um, it means a lot. So thank you for, again, writing the reviews and taking the time to to leave a comment and subscribe. And I appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead. we got a great show coming in hot for you next week. This weekend, I'll be doing some spring cleaning. I got some editing to do. Closet audit is what I'll be doing. Also want to take a nice little dip, enjoy some sun. Little Dookie and I are going to go in the pool. It's going to be a nice weekend. And I hope you do the same. Have a mimosa or a margarita. But don't forget to drink your water, puta, because I know you're thirsty. I love you and I'm out. We keep it moving, yeah, we do.